everyone. This is Francesca Waltanski on the Simply Biz Besties podcast. And I am talking to Shelly Smith today about all the mindsets that you don't need in your business. This could be so much fun. So get your coffee or your tea and just have fun with us. If you're a solo business owner, you know there can be days when you want to give up and choose an easier path than the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. It's moments like these that I call my biz bestie and we ride the roller coaster together. I'm Shelly, a copywriter and homeschooling mom in Johannesburg, South Africa. And I'm Francesca, a life coach and community manager in Grand Rapids, Michigan in the US. We're two biz besties on opposite sides of the world, running our own independent businesses together. And we'd love to invite you into our biz bestie conversations as we share everything we're learning about running an independent business online. Carry on the conversation we start today in our online community at community.simplybizbesties.com. And for show notes, you can go to simplybizbesties.com. We can't wait to see you in the community. And now let's dive into today's topic. So today we're talking about all the mindsets that you don't need in your business, which I'm pretty excited about this topic. How about you, Shelly? Oh yes, I'm so excited about this topic because it's been such a game changer in my business mindset, like actually figuring out what's going on in my mind and just underneath the layers of, yeah, of what's going on in my mind. It's been real game changer. And Francesca is, for the listeners out there, just so you know, she is an amazing expert in this field. She's a life coach and she really specializes in digging deep into the mindsets that are holding specifically high achieving business owners back. So she's going to be working with us today and sharing some of her expertise and just like these aha moments that she can uncover to figure out what are those mindsets that you don't need in your business. And then I'm sure you're going to tell us what we need instead, aren't you, Francesca? (laughs) Oh, of course. I wouldn't leave you hanging like that. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got to stay tuned for that. (laughs) So I think let's start right in the very beginning. And can you just tell us, Francesca, what is mindset? What are we talking about when we're talking about mindsets that you don't need or you do need? What's mindset? Yeah. So when I think about mindset, I just honestly just think about the thoughts in your head. What are you thinking about on a regular basis and how is it reflecting in your life? Because whatever thoughts you're thinking are going to show up in some kind of results in your life, some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. So we're just paying attention to that. Yes, yes. Kelly, tell me, what are some of the mindsets that you thought you needed when you first started your business? Mm, yes, yes. Oh, I, I see this a lot like with beginning entrepreneurs and definitely what I first thought I needed when I started my business, like hard work and hustle. I thought I needed to be dedicated and almost in order to be dedicated I had to work really hard and that if I was going to have to stay up till all hours of the morning like that's just what you got to do to build your business you know so it's like this hard work and hassle kind of mentality I think the other thing that I've I've been working with and working with, with you is I thought that you had to know the right answers, that you had to have all the answers before you were going to do this brave thing as start a business. And I figured out that like, you don't really need it. That then, well, there really are no right or wrong answers. It's only really what's right for you. So yeah, that's a bit of a spoiler alert, but that, that was definitely something I thought, you know, you've got to have this business plan. You've got to predict the future. You've got to know what's coming and be prepared. And wow, phew, so much pressure. <laughs> so much pressure. I, yeah, I think the more that we get wiser to business, the more we're like, let's just have fun, right? Yeah. Like this podcast is such a testimony of that. Mm-hmm. We're like, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. let's just try it out yeah and let's just do as much of it as we can you know and and get it out there into the world 
And yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting seeing the order of the different episodes we've got for everybody because we're putting them out in a different order. And when we started, we started with the experimentation episode because we were like, oh, let's talk about experimentation and then like, let's see where this takes us. And it's taken us to like an actual full podcast. And it really just started off as a chat <laughs> that we recorded and as a bit of an interview. So that's definitely the way, the way to go. But so easy to fall back into those old mindsets of like, all right, now let's, let's like pour some hard work into this. Let's like, like know the right answer. Like I, I constantly have to be aware of those but I think that's the trick isn't it is that awareness of these mindsets absolutely absolutely it's always the first step and I just feel like so many people who are listening are going to be relating to that hard work or the right answers you know it's just it's so interesting to me how it's a mindset that it's just it like pervades not just here in the U.S., but in South Africa and and um, in Belgium and you know wherever my clients are in the world, it, it's just really fascinating. Yeah. So, Shelly, what mindsets do you see the gurus telling you or other entrepreneurs that you have to have when starting a business? So, like for me, I think because there's the search for the right answer, you you know you sort of attach yourself to to these different gurus that you you know, believe are going to like give you that right answer. So, so there's that for a start of like, you know, believing that one person has got the exact right answer for you. And like, that's, that's it just doesn't, like you need a guide, you need some kind of structure. And I think you do need to pick a path, but that path needs to be right for you as a business owner, not you just copying someone else's path. One of the gurus things definitely is that hustle mentality. And I'm sure a lot of people will know who I'm talking about of this hustle mentality, this kind of work hard now and then reap for the rewards later. But I think what we've both realized is like the, the journey must align with the destination. You've got to actually work through that journey in the way that you're going to arrive at the destination because you're not going to get to the destination and be successful in business and then suddenly go, cool, I can sit back on my yacht now and just, you know, forget about it. You're going to still be grinding. If that's what got you there, that hustle, hustle and hard work, you're going to have to keep that up to maintain that destination. So that's that definitely that has hustle mentality. I just see like, and we say the gurus very loosely of, you know, what people sell you and and another thing you've got to go after the six-figure dream and i think like going after six figures and this also is six us dollar figures <laughs> um, so it doesn't compute to money here in south africa either i don't know that's why it doesn't always just align with me because i think if you only just chasing six figures for me like it's a difficult one to to reach if that's the only destination that you you are chasing and i think it comes from a good place it comes from a place of know that you can achieve more know that you can aim higher and you know i think especially as women we're almost like just conditions to accept like, oh, I'll just do this work for someone like, uh, and like, I'll do it for cheap and I'll just, um, you know, do all this pro bono work and give away my services because I, I want to prove myself. I think the six figure dream is then the like pendulum swing in the opposite direction to that because neither of those are, are good mindsets to have, right? I believe that we need to have our own income goals. We need to have our own income dreams. You don't just necessarily have to arrive at a random six figures and then like make that your goal. So yeah, because I just think the mindsets then relating to that, just, I don't know, you just dig into comparisonitis and all of those kinds of mindsets come up with that for me. But I think that's also because I'm such a rebel. I, I don't like, I don't like that kind of a, you have to be going for six figures. Then I'm like, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I can relate to that too. In but it almost becomes this pressure that you're like, oh, well, I'm not good enough if I'm not hitting a certain number. We'll probably talk about this later in the episode of, of changing that around 
But starting off with that mindset of I'm not good enough is never going to help your business grow. And you're probably going to feel pretty miserable doing it. Right? Absolutely. It sounds so obvious, but like, it's so easy to fall into that, that trap. So tell us, like, if you had to weigh it down for you, what are the mindsets I've, I've talked about, you know, like what the gurus have said and like what I've picked up on in my business, what is it for you? Like what, what are the mindsets that you see that you had maybe in, when you started your business and, and what you see in your clients coming to you with? Yeah, well, I can definitely relate to uh, the comparison itis, the having the right answers, just that perfectionism, right? So it's so fun that I get to help my clients with this. And there are areas in my life that I've like nailed it. I'm like, okay, perfectionism, I feel free of it. But business was, you know, it felt like a new area in some ways. There are other ways that I've been an entrepreneur forever. But there was something about doing life coaching where it felt like it was a little bit different than just pet sitting because pet sitting, like everybody knows what it's about. Right. Mm -hmm. And it felt so straightforward. You know, I go tell people I'm doing pet sitting. I go find people with pets and I tell them what I'm doing and I make offers to them. But for some reason, kind of got complicated. I think honestly, life coaching is, it's so personal. It's so dear to my heart. And I had to start learning how to separate that out of like, you know, this, this is personal, but it's not right. Like it's connected to my heart, but it's, it's not really personal. If I get quote unquote rejected, it's not personal. It's just business. Yes, yes. And that business can be full of heart, but it's, you know, it's separate. And mm-hmm. so that has been really cool for me to, to learn more about. Let's see, what other mindsets do you not need to have? I would say the CEO mindset in the beginning. We will talk about that you want to develop the CEO mindset later on. But in the beginning, when you're first starting out, you really don't need the CEO mindset. Oh, shocking. Because <laughs> I think that's another one that a lot of the like, gurus will, will say, you know, like you've got to walk in like feeling, feeling like a CEO of your business. And even if you're just a, a company of one, a solopreneur, you've got to run it like a CEO. And again, like it's not wrong, but at the same time in the beginning, you might not feel like that. And that doesn't need to hold you back. If you're not feeling like this corporate CEO to start with, that's okay, right? Yeah. Definitely. And if you're not sure what the CEO mindset is, it's something that I hear a lot of business coaches talking about. And the really cool thing about it is all, a lot of us have this idea of CEOs. For me, the CEO that I used to imagine was a man in a very tailored business suit <laughs> in a corporate office with a big company and tons of employees. And there's this movement, which is, I think, really exciting of this idea of as a solopreneur, or if you're you know, a small business owner, you have a small team, you are the CEO. So you might be someone who offers products or you offer services like me, but you're also the one who holds that big vision of where you're taking your business That's the biggest part, I think, is the vision part Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, showing up as that powerful person who's going to guide your business forward. I would say the other mindset you really don't need to have is you don't need to have 100% belief. Oh, okay. (laughs) Which is like against every like post-match sports interview that I've seen, seen or like we won this match because of a hundred percent belief. It's like, <laughs> I think we often feel like if we don't, we're not a hundred percent believing in, in ourselves and then that's tickets. Well, maybe we can dive into that a little bit into this belief piece, Francesca, because I think that's very, very interesting because honestly, I do think people go, I need to believe in myself and I like, I, and maybe berate themselves even. I'm like, I, I don't believe in myself. And because what you're doing is kind of scary, like starting a business, you're going out on your own, you're putting yourself out there. It's sometimes difficult to have that 100% belief. 
can you tell us why that's why you don't need hundred percent? Like, and, and like how much do you think you do need? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's make this a little bit more tangible. Let's say that you're in your business and maybe it's that you just want your first client or maybe it's you're a little bit lo- uh, down the road and you're dreaming of, you know, just having 10 clients or you have a digital product and you want to sell it to, I don't know, let's say a hundred people. So in the beginning, because you've never had that experience before, it's going to be really hard to believe like a hundred percent that it's possible for you, Mm -hmm. especially if you're paying attention to other people online and you're comparing yourself and you're seeing them have all these wins, right? And you're like, why is this not happening to me? And, and I can see this because both Shelly and I have done this. So we're making a little fun just to kind of release the valve on you. Just to, like, you know that if you're here, it's totally okay. And we're hoping that this episode is going to like help you get out of it faster. So you're having more fun in your business more consistently. The reason you don't need a hundred percent belief is because there are belief gradients. And so I like to think of this as a spectrum from like zero to a hundred. I'm not ever sure if we get like to a hundred percent like statistically, but I think we all know what it feels like in our bodies when we're at this point where it's like, oh yeah, it's done. It's going to happen. I'm not concerned. I'm not worried about it. Then in the beginning, you're probably going to have a lot of noise in your brain, a lot of thoughts about why it's not going to work out. All you need is a little bit of belief. So there's this ancient text that talks about mustard seeds and it's like, all you need is a mustard seed. And if you don't know about mustard seeds, like they create these big trees if I'm remembering correctly an oak tree with a with an acorn (laughs) yeah it's just yeah that's great I think everyone can relate to that you know it's just so small in the beginning but then it grows into this massive thing with this deep root system and it's strong and if storms come like it's really not going to knock the tree down right And so all you need is that little bit of belief. And then as you go along, you continue to build evidence. Mm. So I like to tell people that you have default thinking and then you have design thinking. I love design thinking. Default thinking is when you have thoughts in your brain that they oftentimes don't come from you. It may have been a situation that you encountered and you built a belief around it, or it could be, you know, like, for example, the kids made fun of me at school. So you start believing I'm a loser right? Mm -hmm. Or it could be, you know, you always heard your parents or your teachers tell you that hard work is how you got success. Yeah. Where that might show up in your business of, oh, I have to work hard to make a business that's successful. So these defaults are, you know, the one that your brain goes back to. If you think of a computer, it's programmed a certain way. So until you go into the computer system and you change it, it's going to continue to open files a certain way and operate a certain way, right? um, Microsoft Word that wants to keep opening in letter format and not in A4 format, which is the default we actually should be using here. (laughs) But I can't figure out where to go and change it. (laughs) And every time I print something, my printer shouts at me because I'm printing with the wrong paper size because my defaults are incorrect, but I've got to go and dig around and see where those defaults. And I think that's the same in our minds, isn't it? So you've got to go dig around to see how do you find it first and then change it. That's exactly right. And I love how you're like, I don't even know how to change it because in the beginning, that's your experience when you don't have a hundred percent belief or like even 80 or 90%, you probably don't know. And, And there's a bit of frustration there, but as long as you have just a little, itty bitty, you know, piece of belief you can build evidence for that, mm-hmm. which is the fun part. And that's how you get into design. Very cool. I want you to talk more about designing, but 
just to reflect on, on my journey, journey as well and how you've encouraged me to build evidence of these things. Because like I've got affirmations here that I, that I would say, um, you know, like I'm good at copywriting. And just to say that um, and people will say affirmations like money loves me and like money affirmations like that. And, and it's all very cool to say those affirmations. But then that evidence bank actually like really gives, I think that gives power to those affirmations because you can then really feel it because you're like, I'm good at copywriting because I've gotten like all these different testimonials and, you know, somebody read my Instagram post and said it was amazing. And I've got this client who is so happy to have me because I've really taken copywriting off her plate and she loves how I put stories into words. So I'm using my own things, but those are things that I've collected of these little pieces of evidence. And it it might come like in a testimonial format, but also just be on the lookout for even just little, like, oh, you're so good at that. And start building that evidence bank. That's been really great for me because there's going to be those slow days when you feel like you have zero belief (laughs) or you feel like even your 50% is not good enough and you need to go back to that that evidence bank that's maybe some homework that I can give everyone <laughs> like, like you give me Francesca but tell us about the design thinking and that is very different to our, our default brains and default thinking yeah so design thinking is that reprogramming of your brain so the way your brain works and it's why you don't need a hundred percent belief is that it's going to operate in whatever you have the most evidence for So when you start designing your thinking, if you just get to like 50% more evidence for the thing that you want to believe, like I'm going to be a successful business owner, then it's going to override that other 50 or 49% that you have in the other category. And then, you know, you keep building momentum, but designing your thinking is getting really, really intentional getting like into the weeds and figuring out like, what am I believing about this? And you might find some things that you learned, but in the beginning, it might just be a feeling in your body that you're like, Oh, something's just not right here. Mm -hmm. And so when, whenever I felt that in my life, this is like way beyond way before my business, even I would just go and I would explore and I'd be like, what's possible Sometimes we're in places where everybody believes the same thing, which is not necessarily a bad thing. However, if you have that feeling of like, oh, something's not right here, you're going to have to go outside of that community to figure out what's possible. So that might look like books or podcasts or researching online yeah finding a biz bestie who's like a little like you know in the same boat as you but yet has a diverse or like a divergent opinion to you yeah it might even be traveling you know going someplace different moving Mm -hmm. just to get around other people who have different perspectives but in the beginning it's it's really about exploration and just seeing what's possible and then it's like you're sifting through to figure out, okay, what's the gold here? And what do I really believe? Otherwise, like, you know, our default thinking is it can be what other people told us. So now we're choosing, we're, you know, kind of adulting, choosing intentionally, like, what do we want our own beliefs to be? How do we want to show up in the world? How do we want to respond to things? Okay. So this is really great. This belief in yourself, but now tell me, like, is it, is it all the belief in yourself? Like, is it just building about building belief about yourself? Because that, that also feels a little bit of pressure for me as well. Like, honestly, like what you've said here now is like, we just need that tiny little bit of belief. And so that's, that's cool, but it's not all on us, is it? No, it's not. And I do believe that belief in yourself is probably one of the biggest pieces mm-hmm. when you're selling yourself and your services, it will cut out imposter syndrome if you pay attention to it. But I really love what Stacey Bayman talks about with the belief triad. And the belief triad is like a triangle. And so on one point, there is belief in yourself. 
and then there's belief in your product and then belief in your client. Uh-huh. So this is so much fun because you'll realize that there are sneaky thoughts in all of these. Like my clients don't want to pay me or nobody wants to pay me. Or maybe even like my friends and family don't care about my business or you're maybe you've got into the sales call part and you don't believe that they have the money to pay you. You don't believe that they are capable of making decisions. That goes all under like mindset drama around believing in your client. And then it could be your product. So for me as a life coach, you know, in a lot of ways I'm selling myself, but I'm selling life coaching. So it's a service or it could be a product like Shelly has with sales page superhero. And so it's really important to make sure that you have belief in all three of those areas, but again, just a little piece in each one of them. Because the belief in the products, I think also can like send us down a bit of a rabbit hole of like, oh, they're not buying it because it doesn't have this feature or this aspect, or I need to add this. And, and, and it often involves adding more, right? Like, let me add this to the package. Let me add that to the package. And I think that comes from a place of like not believing in your product, that this product can create a transformation or that it can actually, you know, help people in a particular way. So yeah, that belief in the product is really important that I can see how if there's 0% belief in any of those points of the triangle, then it's going to get all squishy. (laughs) Yeah. And the more you work on it, the easier it gets and the more fun it gets. Okay. So cool. So I think we've got a very clear picture of some of these mindsets that we don't need. So things like perfectionism and knowing the right answer, like having to know the right answer, this hard work and hustle mentality, this sort of mindset of like, if I don't feel like this confident CEO of my business, like, like I shouldn't show up. Uh, so that one, we don't need that in, in our business. Uh, what are some of the other ones? Of course, hundred percent belief, like this belief that if I'm not a hundred percent committed and believing in this vision and this business, then I'm, I'm going to fail. And all of these things start happening in the subconscious, don't they? When we come to the business party with those things happening. So we don't need those mindsets. So Francesca, can you spill the beans? Like, and I think we have started spilling a few of the, those beans, but what are the mindsets that you do need when you are starting a business, launching a new product, and also maybe also in the thick of a business, even our seasoned business owners out there, what, what mindsets should we be bringing to the table? Yes. I just want to go back for one moment. You also don't need imposter syndrome, comparison-itis, or any thoughts of like, I'm a baby coach or I'm a baby entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Cross those off your list. I'm sure you'll agree that it's impossible to run your life without technology especially if you're a passionate and ambitious business owner. But if you're starting to notice that your phone, your email inbox, and your apps are causing you frustration and anxiety instead of making you more productive, then it's time to tame your tech. We now know that technology has the power to rewire our brains, and I've seen how a detrimental relationship with tech can be a huge obstacle in living a beautiful life. That's why I created the Mindful Tech Masterclass, a one-hour training session that dives deep into the myths about email and tech, why tech is causing us so much anxiety, and how to change your thoughts around tech so that you're in control. I'll also show you how to use mindfulness practices to consistently make mindful tech part of your everyday life. In fact, there's a bonus guided visualization audio, mindful tech affirmation cards, and a printable worksheet that you can use for some pen and paper journaling free from your screen. Go to mindfultech.francescawaltanski.com or check the link in the show notes to sign up. You'll be ready to move forward into your beautiful life where your tech works for you, not against you. So what are the mindsets that we do need? One of our favorites, playfulness and experimentation. (laughs) 
trusting in your own intuition is also very essential, which Shelly talked about earlier with creating your own income goal instead of just you know, feeling like you have to hit six figures. I would also say an openness to listen and take on board like feedback that really helps you grow as a person, helps your business grow and knowing that you're not your thoughts. The last one's been a, a very big one and a very powerful one. So yeah, let's dive into those. You mentioned first, let's, let's dive into that first one of playfulness and experimentation. As you said, we're big fans of this. And I think this has really saved me in 2020 of going, do you know what? Like I had all these plans, these big plans for 2020 and 2020 just changed all of that. And I was really disappointed. What I got to was that I don't need to have these big plans. I instead can experiment and play around and see where this place right here, right now takes me. Like, let's play with it a little bit. (laughs) And also with that then brings more laughter into my day and into my business. And wow, that has just been such a game changer for me. Bringing that spirit and that, yeah, that mindset into my business has been, has been so cool. Like, can you tell us about playfulness and maybe also what's going on in the mind, Francesca, when we're, when we're playing (laughs) and coming at it from a perspective of play? Yeah. So if you look at kids who are playing or animals that are playing, you'll notice that it's, it's always a part of the learning experience. And so it's that part where you're practicing, you're exploring, you're getting really curious. And I think that oftentimes we kind of forget about play and we're like, oh, we need to be responsible adults. And <laughs> Curious that we need to have a plan all the time, but the spirit of play is is that curiosity and really honestly, I think if you're not having fun in your business, like you really should be having fun. It is essential to have fun in your business, and you will see that it accelerates your growth because it makes room for your intuition to come up. It's like you're able to get out of your head and back into your heart. Yeah, and, and that playful mindset does just make things more fun. And I know you said the, the should word, which we don't like saying. <laughs> but but the, I think when you start, when things start feeling hard, when things start feeling that like, not fun, I think it's a good sign for you to start asking those questions and going, wait a minute. And this podcast is all about simplifying your business. Like, can I make this simpler? Like, how can I, how can I maybe, you know, accelerate this without pouring in hours of hard work? (laughs) You know, maybe there's a a very simple way. And often that's when it comes to those those simpler ways arise out of conversation uh, with someone who's not so close to the problem as you are. And so that's why it's so nice playing with a buddy, (laughs) playing with a biz bestie and talking these things out almost with no like super set agenda. And like, that's what you're saying. Like I can just imagine my kids playing, you know, there's no total agenda with the game. It's just like, let's, you know, let's build these Duplo blocks and see what we make. Or like I'm making a caravan that can also be a boat, but like, you know, like that's what it turned out to be. Uh, They didn't intentionally go out making a caravan that can also be a boat. Uh, And I think that that's definitely the, more the line that we need to free ourselves to go into with business. We don't have to have all the right answers, but those right answers will come to us as we play, as we experiment, as we have fun, and as we have a couple of laughs as well along the way. Yes, amen. Laughter is so healing. It's just so good to get your body back into a peaceful and calm and good place. Yes. And Shelly, I'm so glad you brought up homeschooling because you have adopted with your boys a new way of doing things. I forget what it's called, but I think, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about in the beginning, the pressure that you felt around that, because I think it it can really apply to business too. Yeah. Yeah, totally does. And I don't think I even have a name for it. Like there's a few different names of it all. I would maybe call it curiosity driven learning. And it, it kind of stands in opposition to this like 
planned, structured, bringing, honestly, from school, like the structure of school, bringing that into homeschooling. And I think what I had to realize with homeschooling is that I'm not just taking school and doing it at home because school can do that better. (laughs) So, and school is designed to manage a whole lot of kids, like 24 kids in a class. And there's certain structures that I don't need those in my homeschool. So I had to just take a, a pause and go, how can I reimagine this? How can I do this differently? And I think that's also where my, maybe my intuition and my curiosity started taking over and I could go, you know what, we don't have to stick to a curriculum or like a structured syllabus because we're, I've got just two boys, so we can just go where our interest takes us. And for me, inculcating a love of learning in my boys is more important than anything. So what I do now is at the beginning of each week, we kind of decide what do we want to learn about and we're going to choose books. At the moment, the library is still closed. So I'm like, I've actually racked up a bit of a bill purchasing books. <laughs> you know what? It's my vice. But we've bought books, but we found YouTube videos. We have borrowed books. And I mean, you actually don't need too, too, too many anyway. But we use all those books and then we just go and investigate. So we looked at bees. And you know what? There's also the world. There's the world outside there that they will be playing. And like we were learning officially about bees a few weeks ago. And then this last week, I noticed my son sitting by the lavender, right eyes up close to the lavender bush, like really doing a study of the bee and looking at the pollen on its legs. And if we were like so structured and committed to this very formal goal of we have to cover this curriculum like that moment would never have happened and like yeah he might have learned like your bees have got pollen on collect pollen on their legs but I think that thought would have gone very quickly but then he sat there in the real world he looked at that bee he saw the pollen on his legs and called me over and we had a look at these bees it's also so beautiful bees when they're on flowers they're not aggressive or anything they're like when they're on soda cans then they get aggressive but watching bees out in the wild is so wonderful so such a wonderful moment and i use an app called seesaw and i'll take a photo of that so that we kind of document all this learning incidental learning but bringing that back to your business is that you can't know all the right answers until you've spoken to your clients, until you've gone out into that garden that is the market and had some conversations. Talk to them, hear about their struggles, hear about the words that they use. So in order to do that, you've got to get out from behind your computer, which is hard for me to hear, and maybe get behind your computer on Zoom and talk to someone. (laughs) So have those conversations and get that kind of it's data, but it's also just, I think it's also feeding into your intuition as well of how you can solve people's problems and get curious about it. Ask the questions and, and then the, answer, the answers find you, the right answers find you. You don't have to originally come up with them. So I think that's the, the magic of it and how I'm loving how like business and homeschooling are actually, you know, they, they kind of like, they were two different buckets, but now feel like I'm pouring them into one big beautiful bucket. <laughs> that is so beautiful. I always love seeing this beautiful like story, Shelly, in our work together of you growing with your family and how that impacts your business and you're growing in your business and how that impacts your family. It's just it's so incredible to witness. And I, I just love what you shared and I think this goes back to what we talked about, you know, what the gurus are telling you. Right. And we're like, we're not trying to be disrespectful um, because there are a lot of great experts out there, but I think we're talking about when you're, you're, you're feeling like I have to find the right answer. You're looking for someone who is this expert that has all the answers, but there really is no one out there that has all the answers. And what might be the right answer for some individual may not be the right answer for you. And so this is where it's like, instead of going and looking for an expert, going inward and saying, well, how am I ready right now to be an entrepreneur in whatever business I have? Because I can guarantee you are ready. You stop looking for the answers and then you like 
just get playful and curious of like, oh, I wonder how it's possible. How is it possible that like I'm ready right now? Your pet sitting, like that you did as a kid. And you were like, you know, I've done this before. I'm an experienced entrepreneur. I'm like, I've actually done this. So you can find little examples like that. And even where it's not business related, but maybe somewhere where you've given someone a piece of advice or um, you've really stepped up and done something brave that you didn't think you could do. There's all these, I think you've got to be on the lookout for those pieces of evidence when you first start in art. Yeah, but you've got to be playing to do that. You've got to be building those Duplo blocks and going, oh my goodness, it's a caravan. That's also a boat. <laughs> like you only figure that out at the end of the little the little play and, and that experimentation. And I think maybe that's also something that we've, and we're going to talk more about experimentation in another episode because we love it so much. But an experiment also has some boundaries as well. So like, you know, so the, the Duplo blocks example, you've got to still build something with Duplo. You can't go and let, add Lego blocks and add just wooden blocks and add in like water and um, ice or something like that. <laughs> you've got to stay within the boundaries of just Duplo. So when you're playing with your business, there is still a sense of boundary, but it's also there's like this discovery as well with it within that boundary would you say yes very much so because you can't go and do all the things and you know especially you know for my audience who are high achievers and i'm i'm sure some some of your audience too shelly like there's that temptation but that's where the boundaries actually allow more spaciousness for the play for the creativity to mm-hmm. come alive absolutely that's so cool that's that's so exciting. Is there anything more you want to say on play and experimentation? Or should we move on to that next mindset that you mentioned, which links up of trusting your own intuition? Yeah, I think there's one more thing I want to say, and this does connect to intuition. But when I really adopted that, like play is the most essential thing in my business, along with things like simplicity, then it's it just made decision-making simpler. And I think you'd probably second this, Shelly, but when you're looking at all the options out there, it can be very overwhelming. Like, oh, you know, I should be posting on social media a couple times a day, like, you know? Like six or, channels, you know, like... Right. <laughs> yeah. Or I should be online and, and interacting with people online and I should go to events, networking events. And like, there's just all these different options. There's all these different ways that you can build a business and make it successful And I think when you understand that there's all kinds of different ways that you can get there, it's so much easier to say, okay, well, what's fun for me right now? And to just narrow it down because your body like will kind of gravitate towards certain things, right? Like Shelly and I were like, podcast just sounds so fun, right? But for some of you guys, like you might think of starting a podcast and your whole body cringes up. That would not be a good option for you. And if you're just starting out, I wouldn't suggest a podcast. It's really getting in front of people in the beginning, right? It's probably not the simplest way, but I don't know. It could be. Maybe, maybe Facebook Live or something like that. Yeah, which, which, which gets us to listening to your intuition. Uh-huh. Right? So, Shelly, tell us about how have you learned to trust your intuition more in your business and how has that transformed your business? This was a step up for me. It started with me going, there is no right answer. And I am here, I'm in South Africa, I'm homeschooling my kids. I've got this very unique snowflake of who I am, okay? And while I do think there are sort of rules and guidelines and kind of like best practices, I think for me, and maybe it's especially as a rebel, that was feeling diminishing and constrictive. And so I kind of then needed permission to go, I can trust my intuition and it will guide me in my business. That has really helped me to, as you say, make decisions to know maybe what products or offers to let go of and which ones to keep offering. To also like look at not just my business, but my life as a whole and the lifestyle that I want. Is there anything that you feel comfortable sharing more specifically of, you know, like, was there something that someone told you that you felt like you had to do in your business and you were doing, and then you realized 
I actually want to cross that off and I want to go a different direction. So at one point I was offering coaching services. So I would coach you through your launch and help you from afar write your copy, but you would have to write the copy and help you from afar, but you would design your websites and I am what Rachel Cook would define as a maker. Like she goes through different kinds of business owners and I am a maker. I need to actually be getting my hands dirty to be doing the copywriting, to be doing the website design, to be doing the podcasting. Whereas like I'm going to compare myself to Francesca who is brilliant at walking with me. She is brilliant at coaching those coaching skills and helping me to find the answers within myself. Whereas I was just like, ah, just do it this way. So that's when I decided that I was crossing off launch coaching from my list of services that I offered people. And instead, let me also just add that with launch coaching here in South Africa and our time zones, if I was working with clients in the United States, I would have to do it in my evenings. That started getting really exhausting for me. And that goes into this lifestyle piece of going, it doesn't work. And I think maybe because I'm showing up at that very end of my day, I'm feeling very tired. So I'm not feeling very energized by that, that client's interaction. So that was also a big reason why I decided coaching is not the way forward for this business, but bespoke copywriting is and doing off the shelf digital products is the way forward for my business. So I could, lean into my intuition and that's what guided me into making that decision and since then I do feel like things are happening people know how I can help them and they and then they can come to me they're also very clear on how I can help them and then I'm operating in my zone of genius I'm operating in this place where it energizes me where I can sit there behind my computer and write up a, um, a nice analogy or an email sequence or a sales page and then also for me to see it in its completion is so rewarding. So you can see, even if you're watching this on the video, like my body language changes here because I'm getting excited about, about that. So lean into what excites you and lean into those things that like, yo, when your body language starts going, ah, so excited. Those are the things, those are the right answers. Absolutely. And this is such like a perfect example of someone giving you good advice that was terribly wrong for you individually it's just been so cool to like see that journey for you of to saying no I'm going to trust myself here and for me of also being like oh I don't have to do all of the tech or the website design like I love design but I love so much more working on designing people's thoughts, you know, uh, helping them with that than working on the design work in a technical way on a website. I also like tend to get tight fists about copywriting. Shelly knows this so much. I just, it really can stress me out. And while I'm still committed to, to showing up to learning of how can I communicate better, I feel so much more at ease and in flow when I have Shelly come and do my copy. And I, you know, I still look over it to see like, is this alignment? But almost a hundred percent, like it's, I always feel like she just does such a magical, amazing job of capturing my voice. And it just makes it so much easier for me. And I can have much more fun playing in my business when I'm not worrying about Oh no, like, are people going to understand what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that is, it's like intuition. The other word is zone of genius. Like I think that comes up there and we are also going to, we've got another episode coming up on outsourcing and, and getting to that point in your business where, which I think comes maybe sooner than you might think where you want to create more space for your zone of genius to happen and design your business around that. And then either outsource or automate or or like leave the rest somehow or or eliminate the rest. So that's going to be coming up. But yeah, I I think that's really the heart of it. It's like leaning into your own intuition and know you've got this. You've got the answers within yourself. And sometimes it, it needs, you need a friend to talk it out with to actually uncover those answers. But, but, know that there's no one guru who's going to give you all the answers. Otherwise he or she would be making too much money. (laughs) 
And, you know, the fun thing too is when you practice this for yourself, it's going to be so much easier for you to believe in your clients and your potential mm-hmm. clients. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, you know, you're bringing that kind of value that they need and you've played, you've talked to them, you know, their struggle points, their pain points. They've actually told you, you're helping me with a real pain point. Yeah. Big clients telling me exactly that. So when, when you then go to the next client call, you know, like, I'm helping you. I'm really helping you. So there's that belief that builds as, as you play and experiment more and more. You also mentioned that in addition to trusting your own intuition, that we should also be open to listening and taking on board feedback from others. So I think this is like where there's a line. It's not entirely like I'm doing everything my way and I don't care what the rest of you say. <laughs> there is that ability to be open to feedback because often those are offered in in love really um especially from a biz bestie or from maybe a client those are offered generally let's say are offered in love how do you deal with feedback and how how important is it to be open to accepting that feedback from others yeah so typically in the beginning you know we're we're listening to all the voices right having a healthier I'm listening to feedback, I think really goes to, you know, who are those people that I really trust to always have my back that I know are going to like really support me. And they're also going to challenge me. And they're also going to tell me like when, you know, they don't feel like what I'm doing is actually aligned with where I want to go. You know, those people are going to be honest and they're going to be my greatest cheerleaders So I, you know, I have a list of those people, including my husband, obviously including Shelly, but getting really clear on like, who's your like inner circle that you're able to just be very vulnerable and to share your first drafts of things and Mm -hmm. share your like, your brainstorm ideas that like come from the center of your heart that if you went and you like go, went and told everybody on Facebook (laughs) you might get a lot of feedback or you might not get any. And so I think it's really figuring out who do you want in your corner and like, what are you going to share with them? And just being like, because you know that they have your back, I think that makes it easier to hear when they, they have maybe some harder feedback for you. Um, But you know, in the end, it's it's just going to make everything better. So yes, yes, that you just got to like get through that mud a little bit and then it'll be better. And I think that's, that's so important. I think that feedback, it's like, who are you listening to when it comes to that feedback and be like curate that list. So be totally open to receiving those people's feedback and, you know, also be free to go. No, I'm going to push back on this. Like I hear you, Francesca, but that's, that's not what's happening here. And like, I'm going to push back on it because like I'm self-aware and I like, I'm, I'm confident in, you know, to at least 51% here. <laughs> and so I'm going to push back. And I think that's also really great with like a, a biz bestie relationship, but also, as you say, like with your husband, where you can, there's that level of trust and that you then also take on their feedback. Cause I think that's what's really important to take on their feedback to thank them for that feedback. It's hard. It's time consuming to, for people to give you feedback, to give you help. So thank them for that feedback and also ask it, invite that in. I think that's also really important is we need to ask people so that like, I'm looking for feedback in this direction or on this program or this offer or this first draft or something and, and invite that feedback in and then actually be, be open to it. You know, even if you're not going to take it all on, but you're going to at least think about those pieces of feedback that they give you. I think that that can make a very, very successful business person when they are actually open to that kind of feedback, don't you think? Yes, definitely. I love what you said about just listening. Just listening. Yeah. Yeah, then you also like get listen to the feedback of your own body as well. If you're thinking about doing something and let's say like you're like, oh, maybe I can do this in a weekend your whole body tenses up, (laughs) that's probably something you want to give yourself some more time on. Yeah. Or if you're thinking about an idea and your whole body, like you just, your face lights up, you're glowing, you feel peaceful. 
And then you also have like your three closest board of advisors tell you go for it, then that's probably a really, really good idea. Yes. The decision making made simple. <laughs> cool. So we've got this mindset of play, experimentation, listening to your intuition, this mindset of listening to feedback, taking on board the feedback from your, your trusted advisors. I want to just have you conclude about talking about feelings, Francesca, because this has been very powerful for me of what you call thought work, sounds very coachy, <laughs> but actually looking at those thoughts and also thoughts and feelings. So like, I feel this way, I'm thinking this way, but like what meaning am I making of that? So I think along the business journey, we are going to have lots of feelings of feeling inferior to others, of comparing ourselves to others. It's just a natural part of the business journey. But you mentioned in the beginning about design thinking that we can create new thoughts. How? How do you create a thought? How do you design a thought? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there are so many different ways that you can, but just to keep it simple, first of all, I just want to say that when you have a thought, it's, it's often tied to a belief that you have and that creates a feeling in your body. And then from that feeling, you go and take an action and then you get a certain result. So this is why it's so important for us to look at it because we want to be getting like really good results in our business and in our lives in general. Sometimes you can reverse engineer this. So you were talking about the feeling of insecurity. So if I'm feeling insecure all of the time in my business, then I might, you know, not reach out to anyone because I'm feeling like an imposter, right? And so you're going to get the results of not having any sales, not having any clients. So we want to be getting you to a place where you're more consistently feeling alive in your business. You're feeling confident in your business. You're feeling like the expert, Sometimes, you know, you're able to generate the feeling and so you can start there. But other times we're thinking about what is a thought that's going to create that feeling in my body. A lot of my clients really desire more flow and ease in their business. And one of the thoughts that has been really successful for them is I'm just practicing. Because when you think I'm just practicing, then that's when like that feeling of play and curiosity comes in and it gets rid of the like tight fist perfectionistic, I have to do it feeling, right? <laughs> like urgency and pressure and stress. You know, I will sometimes write out my thoughts on a piece of paper and see what is my default thinking. Mm. And then I'll write like, well, what do I want instead to be the design? And okay. then you go find evidence or you practice feeling a certain way. All right, Francesca, well, this has been so amazing. And I just want to say that if you guys are listening at the moment and you are feeling like you want to dive a little bit deeper into this mindset work, whether you're a beginning entrepreneur or you just want some life coaching in, for life in general, I can highly recommend Francesca. So go to her website, francescawaltanski.com and you can book a call, a free call just to chat with Francesca and she can talk to you and tell you about how she works with her clients and maybe life coaching with Francesca can be a really great way for you to move forward with the positive mindset that you need for your business. It really has helped me. So you can find Francesca at francescawaltanski.com and you can also find her on Instagram at francescawaltanski. Well, thank you so much, Shelly, for the shout out. And I love just getting to know people. So, you know, if you guys want to connect with Shelly as well, you can find her at ShellySmithCreative.com or at ShellySmithCreative on Instagram. Go ahead and check her out. She's an amazing copywriter and she's definitely made my life a lot easier. <laughs> and we've had so much fun recording this episode. So check out the show notes if there's anything else that you missed. You can catch us at simplybizbesties.com or go to Instagram at simplybizbesties. 
besties. And there's also our Simply Biz Besties private community on Facebook. If you'd like to ask us some questions on that platform, then just go to community.simplybizbesties.com or go to the main website and you'll be able to find it there or search it on Facebook, Simply Biz Besties. We look forward to chatting with you there and continuing the conversation we've started today. All right, Jelly, thank you so much for the episode today and we look forward to seeing you guys all very soon. Amazing. Cheers, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope what we've shared has made you feel supported by a whole Biz Bestie circle. And that you feel like life as a business owner can be a whole lot simpler with the perspective of a Biz Bestie. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also love it if you'd share the Simply Biz Besties show with your Biz Besties by sending them a link through your podcast player or sending them to simplybizbesties.com. And we'll do a happy dance if you'd leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us to reach more Biz Besties around the world. And just to remind you, the conversation has just begun. So head on over to community.simplybizbesties.com and let us know your thoughts, aha moments, or questions about what we talked about in the show. For show notes, go to simplybizbesties.com. Sending you a sparkling heart emoji and a virtual high five. See you next time. And here's a hug gift from me. Signing off. Simply your biz besties.